Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Welcome to my live Q&A. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Hope you guys are having a great uh, Monday, great start to your week. Um, for those joining for the very first time, my name is Josh Wiz, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimism. And after watching this, you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here in life. But for those who's been rocking with me, who's been watching, who's been listening uh, uh, for 14 years or 14 minutes that you've been a subscriber or a follower or listener, I want to say thank you all so much for trusting what God has entrusted to me. And I pray it continues to be treasured. But as everyone is coming into my life, you know I got to give you a quick word so everyone got to get their question together. But I want to encourage you all to not despise the season you're in. Do not despise the season you are in. This season was ordered for a reason. See, seasons were designed to make us seasoned. See, see, the Lord, one of the things that we are called to do is to be salt. The Bible says we're salt and light. We have to be salt, meaning we have to preserve. In order for us to preserve, we have to welcome what has been served. In order for us to preserve our families, to preserve um, our purpose in life, we have to go through seasons. Don't count it. Uh, uh, the Bible says, count it all joy when you go through various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. And when patience has had its perfect work, you will be complete, whole, lacking in nothing. The reason why people are short in seasons that were meant to be lasting seasons is because they wasn't seasoned. You have to be seasoned. You have to, don't be salty, be seasoned. Say, you have to have some level of discernment. You have to have some level of growth. You have to have some level of wisdom. And this season that you're in right now has a reason for it. And when you understand a reason for your season, you won't despise this season because all seasons matter. You need prerequisite seasons for seasons of purpose. Because if you don't go through what you're going through now, if you don't grow through what you're going through right now, then you won't be able to be a preserving individual that's going to preserve your daughter, preserve your son, preserve your marriage, preserve your life, preserve your purpose. So I pray um, this quick word was a blessing to you. Embrace this season that you're in. Do not commit treason in this season. Find the reason for this season. Allow this season to make you season so you can preserve all the other seasons you desire to be in. So we got enough people in the house right now. We got Jazz saying, yo, Josh, what's up, family? Hope you well. INFJ Mary says, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too. Lenita says, good afternoon, coach. Tell Sean, hey, I'm going to get on the phone with him soon. Tell him to stay encouraged that I that, that he's going to be all right. So I look forward to talking to him. Uh, INFJ Mary says, hey, I'm thinking about starting a housekeeping business. I was wondering, what is the best way to protect myself spiritually entering different homes, not knowing what evil spirits are in there? Well, greater is he that's in you than whoever or whatever you may face in this world, right? As long as your house is kept, you would be a, a holy beacon of light no matter what house you walk in, right? And so here are some practical things that you must consider before you enter someone's home. Number one, you got to make sure that you have no open doors. You got to make sure your house is swept and your house is kept and your house is full. The Bible talks about when a demonic spirit has left the house or left the person's life, it'll go for a particular season and it'll come back to see if that house is fully occupied. The Bible says that when the demon comes back the house, has been clean, but it has not been filled. So the demon then says, since that person didn't allow anyone else to move in, or the Holy Spirit to move in and to occupy and live emboldened in, then I'm going to get seven of my friends so that that person can be more filled demonically and the, and the ending of that person be worse than what they already endured. 
So you got to make sure, hey, my house has been swept. My house is clean. I'm living inspired by the imputed righteousness of Jesus. Therefore, I'm living a righteous life. And in my righteous living, there's discernment. And so discernment would then begin to say, hey, this may not be the house I want you to serve in, et cetera, et cetera. Secondly, you got to make sure that when you pull up that you pray. Heavenly Father, protect me from any type of demonic spirit that may try to whatever, whatever, right? And then when you enter that house, bring peace in that house. Bring the, But peace starts from a place. So you got to have a place, uh, a meeting place with God as often as you can so that you can continue to build the joy of the Lord, so you continue to bask in the perfect love of God, so that you'll begin um, to welcome the peace and your shoes being shod with it, so that when you walk into the house, you can actually be a beacon of light to help that house, right? And realizing that no weapon formed against your prosper, that there's more authority in you than them, et cetera, et cetera. But when you leave a place, Make sure you say, a, 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 when you get to your house, make sure that you say anything that's any demonic spirit that's following me, you will not enter my home. But if your home is not holy, then no matter what tries to come against the holiness of the house, you have holes in the house for demonic spirits to come in. So you got to watch what you watch at home. You got to watch what because demons chuckle and laugh at people who who uh, uh, spit out this authority they have, but they don't, but they don't have no, they have no holiness at home. What I mean by holiness is that, that they just watch anything and listen to anything, etc. etc. And they open themselves to be vulnerably uh, uh, attacked by demonic spirits, etc. etc. So don't worry about it. <clears throat> don't <clears throat> excuse me. Don't fear what what you may uh, walk into. Just you doing business and you operating from authority in crisis. So there's nothing to worry about. Hope that helped. Let's keep going. Jennifer says, good evening, coach from Nigeria, my peoples. How you doing? Uh, uh, happy subscriber since eight years. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for following for eight long years. And I pray that what I've been giving you has, has elevated you spiritually, has helped you scale, profit in every area of your life. And so thank you so much for joining me um, this evening. So Lenita got her hands up already saying something good already. She's saying, yes, Jonah says, question one. Hey, coach, sorry for the long question. No problem. So let me get myself ready. I think there's two, there's three, there's four. Okay, good. There's five. All right, all right, and six and seven. All right, so let me, you must have had this question already saved in your uh, in your notes. All right, so let's break it down one by one. Jonas says, hey, coach, sorry for the long question, but I have to explain so you see my situation. I have a female friend. She's Muslim. I've known her since around three or four years. Number two, she has many characteristics and values to be a great wife. I've met a lot of Christian women, Western women. They don't compare to her. Gotcha. Let's keep going. Number three, she says she is traditional, submissive, supporting, pure, kind, loyal, soft, feminine, funny, playful, cool, warm, and soft-hearted, and a lot more. Uh, she's a virgin, and she told me several times that she loves me. I can easily see that this is true. I pray she will find Jesus. Number five, we both are ESTPs and have a bond with each other that I've never had with someone before. All right, let's see what else. Number six, uh, if it would be hard for me to let her go. She's been here for me in my hardest time. She's always supported me and stood to me through a lot. Number seven, he says, she's always listened to me and makes time for me and we can talk about everything together. I'm also always there for her and we have a deep respect for each other. I'll make sure that that's, that's all of them. Uh, and number eight, I think it's the last one. I know God has the best for me and maybe she's not the one for me other than praying that she becomes a Christian. What should I do? It should be stupid to cut my best friend out of my great question. 
layers to this, but uh, give me some time to kind of really unpack this. Number one, just because someone is submissive, their submissiveness may be cultural, but it may not be Christ-centered. There's a lot, submissiveness can be taught. Submissiveness can be taught, sacrificing as a man can be taught, but somewhere down the road without the Holy Spirit, then, then there's not going to be any type of, of, of lasting support in America. Because the Bible clearly states, how can two walk together unless they agree? If you guys do not agree in spirit or don't agree spiritually, then eventually down the road, there will be disagreements. There will be conflict of interest. There will be moments where you're going to church on Sunday. She's going to the mosque on whatever day or, or she's praying these amount of times a day. Like if you if you guys are separate on your God, then how can you guys really go far? Right. And so that's some things that you got to think about from that vantage point. That's why you have to understand it from the initial standpoint. So you don't find yourself standing deep into something emotionally. See, we're three part beings, spirit, soul and body. The issue is we become tied to different things and certain calibers or certain uh, areas of our being. But we forget the spiritual part. So I'm breaking down. <clears throat> so we're spirit, soul, and body. The Bible says we're led by the spirit. The Bible says uh, uh, God is looking for worshipers. He's looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. If our truth is different and our spirit is different, how will we be anchored together? Right? So if our if our spiritual foundation is not set, if your spiritual foundation is not solid, then eventually what you build on top of that will end up being split. The issue is because we get because we not saying for you, but hear me closely because we have deep, dark, desperate needs emotionally or soulishly then our souls lead us, not the spirit of God leading us. Then our thoughts, memories, our feelings and emotions, our perspectives, our experiences, and, and our comparisons from the Western women to the Eastern women and how these cultures have taught their women how to be submissive, then all of a sudden we compare uh, uh, generalized Western women and then and then centralize Eastern women and get caught up in what we've never had versus trusting God having what we desire. Then when our souls begin to drag us into these different experiences, then we begin to enjoy the uh, the initial experiences without any uh, evidence or 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 experience of real raw life with a person. What happens when you got to pray to God for something? What happens when you need a spiritual outcome? Because everything that happens in the natural is the fruit of the spiritual. And if you guys disagree on the foundational fundamental things spiritually, then which God you going to pray to? Because submissiveness can be taught, but supernatural spiritual submissiveness is only supported by the Holy Spirit. She'll do everything you want her to do because she was taught that. But what happens when you need to get to the spiritual gear and you out of the physical and the emotional or the soulful? So what happens is because we're not led by the spirit, but led by our souls and led by our holes, the things that were missing in our life and things that we may have experienced, then we become physically connected through our senses, touch, feel, smell, et cetera, et cetera, because everything that sounds good is not always good. And she may be genuinely good, but with all marriages, there's conflict. And if you guys cannot find your roots in God, then no matter what you face, you're going to find yourself 
uh, 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 in unnecessary situations because you skipped the spirit and, 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 and invested ultimately in the physical and the emotional. Let me make sure I go to, I uh, covered all the layers here. Um, and, and, and that's great. And she may be a great person. She may be a sound person, but if she don't have, uh, uh, herself settled in the Holy Spirit, saved in the Holy Spirit, then somewhere, some way, somehow, something is not going to, uh, it's going to find itself split because you split spirits. Now, number eight says, I know God has the best for me and maybe she's not the one for me other than praying that she becomes Christian. Now, what I would do now is begin to have that honest, hard conversation with her and realizing that the word of God is very clear. How can two come together uh, unless they agree? Uh, the Bible says, "Be not unequally yoked with non-believers." Uh, uh, a lot of different things, and 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 those things, if they're not adhered to, then you will find yourself dealing with unnecessary things in the future. He says, "Other than praying that she becomes a Christian, what should I do? What you should do right now is have a hard, honest conversation with her and say, "Listen, I think that we need, and it's going to be difficult for both of us because you're the man. You got to lead." Like, like you got to lead, you got to leave or lead off of the word of God. You got to lead off of logic, got to lead off of, 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 of just common sense. Right. And begin to say, Hey, this may hurt the both of us, but I can already see that because we're not in sync, then we're going to sink. And so right now, I think what we should do now is just be friends uh, uh, and just kind of separate now. And, and, and I do not want you to come at Jesus because of me. I want you to come to Jesus because of his goodness, drawing you to a true repentance. And if because if she goes to God because of you, then you end up being the reason for her coming to you and not to God. And so, yes, it would be stupid. You says it would be stupid to cut my best friend out of my life. That's not stupid. That's wise. Because now you got to you got to uh, um, uh, suffer loss and just say, hey, I, 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 I did because. Just because you went deep into something doesn't mean you go deeper. Just because you're already deep in something doesn't mean you should go deeper. If you have gained wisdom and understanding, then you got to deal with your emotional holes, your emotional wounds, your soulish realm, and deal with that from a spiritual standpoint. Because the spirit is going to tell you the truth. The spirit is going to let you know, hey, red flag, red flag, red flag. And everything in the beginning looks great. But it doesn't always end great. So what I would do is, hey, right now we just and you go, you do what you want to do. But this is the advice I'm going to give you. I will go ahead and begin to number one, deal with your own emotional wounds, your own emotional perspectives. These are things that are in your soul: thoughts, memories, emotions, ideas, perspectives, and uh, I think I said emotions. But anyway, you got to deal with your thoughts. What do you, what? How do you? What do you think about yourself? What do you think about marriage? What? Do you think about what the word God says about relationships? What do you really think about it? Has your mind been renewed off of that? Next, you got to say, hey, I got to change the way I remember things. Western women have done this to me. Yes, and I had this great experience with her, but I got to change the way I remember. Now you got to change your feelings. You got to say, I got to deal with my emotions. I got to deal with next my perspectives, my worldview about women, my worldview about the word of God, and am I willing to submit to it, right? And so- that's what I would do. And, and then just have that hard, honest conversation. I rather you make the conversation, I rather you make the decision while you on shore than to get in a relationship with a person in a ship that is going to eventually sink. Hope to help. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lenina says, you're right on time, Coach. Thank you for this, Holy Spirit. He, uh, listen, Holy Spirit, he 10 for 10. Jazz says, do you believe that when us Christians use our spiritual weapons, we can kill demons that ascend them to the abyss? I'm not sure about sending them to any abyss, but I know they can't come in my midst. You see what I'm saying? And so I don't know as far as what happens to spiritual entities, demonic spirits, when we go to spirit, when we use spiritual weapons, I just know uh, our spiritual weaponry is all about uh, 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 protecting our domain where we uh, alleviate unnecessary oppression, that we alleviate unnecessary opportunities for depression. And so I do think that they are removed from our presence because nobody wants to be in, in a, in a situation where they're uncomfortable. So demons have to flee, but I don't know if they go to any abyss. They just can't come in my mess. Hope to help. INOJ said facts. Do you do baptism? No, nah, I don't. I'm not ordained. I'm licensed, but I'm not ordained. So not at the moment. Um, from a church standpoint, uh, I'm not sure what the what the technicalities are. If someone just says, hey, will you baptize me at the local YMCA at the pool? I don't know. I might be able to do that. But as far as like 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 certi certification certificates and stuff after baptism, I, I'm not licensed at the moment for that. Um, uh, Lenita says, Coach, with all that's going on with Sean, Holy Spirit directed me attention to myself in this season. I'm honored to be going through trials so that I can be perfected for the amen. Let the let the sanctification process perfecting you, uh, uh, so you can be ready for what's next for you. Joe David says, What's up, Coach Josh out of Fort Worth? How do I get used to what God is showing me? He has provided me with what I pray for. Listen, you know, sometimes with God, we just got to get used to the to the uh, original normal. Like sometimes what God is doing to us may feel new, but it was it was meant to be original for you. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes you just got to say, all right, man, this is what the word of God has been saying about the believer's life that right now. Now I'm just going to focus on stewardship. So don't get so caught up on being excited on the fact that it's in your life. Now level up to steward so that God can then uh, bring more into your life. I know Jay said, Mary, thank you for answering my question. You're so welcome. And Lenny said, yes, full, and I and I'm and I occupied. Okay, good, good. Uh uh Deja says, I'm feeling discouraged due to my previous life. My daughter's dad's taking advantage of me through my daughter. She's three. I'm tired of him being in our lives. I keep going, and the tactic is just getting. Let me see if you said anything else. Okay. Well, first off, never give someone that kind of power to discourage you. You have to encourage yourself. You got to enter into the courage and your courage comes from God, right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. So no matter what happened into your previous life, never allow your previous life to become a problem in your current life. Because when you do that, then you now given the demonic spirits that are potentially could be using him or just the basic human depraved state of a person when they sense that they are uh, 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 in control of your emotions, they will continue to pounce on that and continue to be used in that area to continue to have you ineffective and affected by what's going on, right? So if he's taking advantage of you, you have, if you got full custody, then you can determine, uh, um, you don't have to follow through with someone's manipulation. 
You don't have to allow some man to use that authority. But if he notices that he still has control over you and you haven't forgiven him and you haven't repented and you haven't uh, removed what has dented you, then that will be always used against you. And then what you do is with your daughter, you pray over your daughter. You continue to uh, grow your uh, raise your daughter and you begin to love your daughter from the love of God that's teaching you how to love yourself. And then you'll rise above any type of demonic or, or depraved, depravedness that a, that an individual may try to do to try to manipulate the situation to benefit him. He said, I'm tired of him being in our lives. I keep going and the taxes is just getting to me. Well, well, then you got to get it, uh, uh, armed with spiritual tactics. It starts with renewing your mind about him. You got to renew your mind. You got to say, you know what? I'm not going to allow condemnation to cause me to fall into stagnation. I'm going to I'm going to accept the righteousness of Jesus. I'm going to embrace uh, his Holy Spirit. I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, get in my word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to uh, I'm going to get me a worship playlist. I'm going to uh, have confessions. I'm going to change the way I think. I'm going to change the way I speak. I'm going to change the way I feel, because then whatever demon or whatever depravity in that man can't stand to be in the presence of God, where there's fullness of joy. He can't help but act right. Eventually, he'll say, you know what? I don't necessarily feel comfortable anymore because the energies here, the vibrations here, the spiritual elect elasticity, the electricity in here is too unbearable for me and my demons to enjoy. But if you keep following into low level frequencies of emotions like guilt, shame, condemnation, fear, and we're and worry, then then they're gonna they feed off of that. Demons feed off of energy. That's their food. They they feed off of low level human energy. But they cannot they cannot endure high alkaline how high levels of energy. They can't stand it because they can't stand those different things because those things are 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 conjured up or are are sparked up by the presence of God. And the inspiration that comes from that. So you got to enter your courage. You got to encourage yourself. Enter the courage of the Lord. Uh, 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 what's the scriptures on courage? Let me see if I can find some for you. We are more than conquerors to him that, that strengthened us. Uh, what does the Bible say? Have I not commanded you, Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Deuteronomy 31 says, be strong and courageous, do not fear or be dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. The Bible says, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has given us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, act like women, and be strong. There's a lot of scriptures. Let me go ahead and, uh, well, I can't show it to you right now. But meditate on those different scriptures. Get your worship playlist. Uh, uh, find your strength and forgive yourself and forgive him. And then you'll begin to find either he changes or, or he don't come around as much. Hope to help. Peter says, what if a family member who's a Christian gets married to a Muslim? I don't agree to it and don't want to go to the wedding, but I know problems will occur if I don't attend the wedding. What can I do? Great question, man. Um, That's that's a gray line. That's a thin line because if you if you are if you that person's friend, there's two things you can do. If you make it all about you, 
and you are overly overwhelmed about what they're going through, then you need to communicate to that friend and say, hey, I'm not in the right spirit to be uh, in this in this occasion. If it's, if if you are struggling personally with those feelings, like if you're struggling and you feel like you're going to be a, 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 a black uh, cloud, a dark cloud over their uh, uh, wedding, then you got to say, I got to remove myself. But if you say, hey, man, you know, that's his life. Ain't nothing I can do about that. But I'm going to go and, and, and just show my brother love, show my family member love and say, hey, man, because what if she gets saved three years in? What if what if he gets saved three years in? And then you wasn't there to pray for them. Go there and just say, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to be a part of this union because you're my friend and I'm going to pray for you. I may not agree with what you're doing, but I love you. And I'm going to pray for you. And, and, and if there's a moment where she or he comes to God, then by all means, yeah, I was there from the beginning. But if you can't stomach it and you feel like you're going to throw up because you can't stomach what he's going through and throw up and mess up their wedding, then I would excuse myself because you're just not ready for that. But if you say, hey, man, I'm just trying to see if I should go, go get you some cake. You know, I don't know what kind of Muslim dishes that they, but man, expand, expand your taste buds, man. Might be some good food. There. And but do it out of love for that person. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just stay and be there for them. And and uh, when they fall into the ditch, if they fall in the ditch, then you'll be there to help them out and be that praying support for them. Jennifer Sober says, how do I know I'm in a Cairo season? Any signs to look out for? Let me see what that means. I've seen that word before, uh, but I'm not sure. Caros season. What does that mean? According to the strong Greek concordance, Caros means time or season and is now used to present a fitting season or opportunity or occasion. Okay. Uh, what does Caros mean about Caros uh, is the time of Christ comes? Uh, nope. Uh, the right time. Okay. I got you. I got you. Great question. How do I know I'm in my uh, uh, season of purpose? I'm guessing. Any signs to look out for? Great question. Well, you know you're ready for a season when you're seasoned enough for that season. You have a deeper discernment. You have a, de a deeper poise. You have a patience about you. You have a, a renewed perspective to fully function at a new level. Um, you're like the guys that went to the river with Gideon that that you keep your head on a swivel. You, you, you're constantly observant. You're, you're, those are markers. Markers that a season is coming is when um, um, you feel like you're in a transition, like the nest has been shaken. Um, you know that you're in a new season when uh, when, when um, you just feel strong, you feel strength, you feel ready for it. Um, but there, but there, what I would do is, is be humble in this season because this season's unfamiliar and you have to utilize the trainings of the last season to be poised and patient and aware enough to actually navigate this season correctly. But some things to look out for when new seasons, new levels, new devils, new levels, new temptations, new levels, new new uh, uh, areas of ignorance, which means there has to be a level of reliance and say, hey, Holy Spirit, like you and your, you and your, like, you know, you're ready for the season when you don't idolize the season, when you wasn't looking for the season, when you appreciate the season, but you're not uh, uh, too elated about the season to the point to where you expose into the spiritual world your, your, uh, your ignorance and your insufficiency uh, in regards to not being in the sufficiency of Christ to be able to navigate it. And so that's just some quick things I want to give you. Hope to help. Let's see what Jazz says. I watched you for years too, Coach. Watch you grow from a from a. I know, man, it's been a while. When that skinny, big-headed videos I done 14, 12, 13 years ago to now, God gets the glory, man. It's uh, it's a beautiful. That's why I inspire people. Track like 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 
look back and track and be like, man, look how far God has brought me. It gives you hope and encourages you for whatever you have to face going forward. Man, a lot of questions right now. I'm only going to try to go 30, 35 minutes and I'm out y'all's way. Uh, GSS Inc. says, how to deal with watching mom suffer in illness and pass away? Great question. Man. Um, if she's in the Lord, she's suffering no more. If she was in the Lord, she's suffering no more. So don't allow her sufferings to cause you to suffer unnecessarily. And what I mean, by, I'm talking about long term grieve. Now you gonna take take how much time you need to grieve. I'm not. I'm talking about don't grieve long. Don't be weary long. And and I can only imagine what you're going through. So please understand. I'm not speaking from experience, nor do I want to speak from experience. So please understand that this is not me throwing scriptures at you. This is not throwing just some stuff at you to get your question out the way. This is just what I've helped people go through and just what I I I I I have to trust that if one day that I have to go through this that I'll be able to pull on this video as well. Um but 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 all in all she's suffering no more. And right now what will help with grief is learning from what she taught you and realizing you still got life to live. And, and that you will see her again. That's my encouragement for you, man. I delicately wanted to, 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 to do that because I have no experience, nor do I want to have that experience, but that's the best that I can give. Um, and so I pray for you. I pray for my brother, sister right now, father that's going through this. I pray that your peace will surpass all the understanding that your joy will strengthen them, that they will find a deep reservoir of purpose that drives them to live, that drives them to just find moments when they're crying over their mom, that they'll smile knowing that mom prepared them for this time, that mom, uh, whatever, whatever it is, and realizing that people do suffer, people do go through tough things. And, and, but as long as that she was in you, she suffers no more. And I pray, Lord, that that peace and that joy will strengthen him along this journey. And Jesus, let me do pray. Amen. T says, what's up, coach? I've been talking to this girl and want to tell her my intentions and feelings, but don't want to put pressure. Great question. There are certain cues a woman will give you that will open the door for you to be able to communicate um, that your intention to go to the next level. You have to be delicate. You have to be patient. You have to be considerate. And, but you also can't be clueless, right? So what I will examine is, is just examine her body language, examine her words. Is there any clues or cues inside of her uh, uh, her uh, communication with you that gives some insight that she is into you? It's not, girls don't make it difficult. When a girl is into you, it's not hard. Uh, like Dion said, I'm not hard to find. You know what I'm saying? It ain't hard to see. It, it, it ain't it, you, you can see it clear as day it hits you on the arm smile laughing at your jokes and you know your joke ain't funny but it's funny to her and, and she's just uh, uh 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 investing her time with you right but don't be afraid to shoot your shot like when you but but before you shoot your shot ask the coach is this the right goal <laughs> you know you've been on the basketball court or you seen someone got so confused discombobulated and they put the ball in the wrong goal. They shot the shot, made the shot, but the point don't count for their team. It counts for the other team. So you got to talk to the coach. Coach, which goal? Like when a game would tip off by the start, hey, which goal are we going? We going, referee, we going this way or this way? All right, white this way, blue this way. Now I know that's my goal. And then I can have the confidence to shoot because I have confirmation to shoot. As a man, you have to be led or you end up dead. Like what I mean by dead, dead and disappointment, dead and rejection, whatever, whatever. And so 
But if you feel cleared from God and you feel confirmation that this is the one for you, there are some things that a man has to do. And this is one of the things he has to do. He has to step in that place of discomfort. You have to step in the place of potential rejection in order for you to be a leader. And that's why I think that's why I, I always believe that men should pursue women because the man is the head of the house. If a woman pursues the man, she she self-sabotages uh, uh, the potential that that man should will, will, uh, will end up giving to her. What I mean by that, if he if she pursues the man and the man gets it easy, easy come, easy goes. If a man steps in your presence with the potential of rejection, that shows you some projections. But this man is projected because even if his voice crackling, even if you feel his his hands sweaty, knees weak, arms is heavy, and you know about to throw up mom's spaghetti, then you see that this man is fearless. And if he can't stand in your presence and do what a man's supposed to do, then he ain't a man for you. But back to my brother here, what you got to do is say, "Hey, God, is this the one I should pursue?" David was like, after he weep, wept, and after he uh, 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 strengthened himself in the Lord, he inquired the Lord, shall I pursue? And Jesus said, oh, God said, surely you will pursue and, and, you, and you will surely recover all. But you have a high percent chance when it was when it was when that person was meant for you. He says, and I want to tell her my intentions and feelings, but don't want to put pressure on Well. Right now, you got to go to God and say, hey, guys, this is what I'm supposed to do. And how? And at the moment that you have to communicate your intentions, what I would do is this. I would go to her and say, I've really been enjoying my time with you. And at this point, I really would love to get to know you more. No pressure. Just letting you know my intentions. Whatever you want to do with that is fine. But I just want to let you know you're fine. And I want to spend more time. And 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 if, is that okay with you? And then go from there. You don't got to spit it like I spit it, because then she's gonna be like, "Man, you you writing poetry." And then she watched this video and she heard that you got it from me. Then bro, yeah. but hey, that might be a good thing. You know, take what I gave you and, and remix it and, and mix it. But you got to find out from God if he, if you're supposed to be in the mix of it or nix it uh, uh, or get rid of it. So hold that. Michaela says, "How do I stop having panic attacks when standing up for myself or speaking in front of a lot of people?" Great question, Michaela. And I hope you're doing well. Keep me updated about what's going on. Um, how do I stop having panic attacks when standing up for myself or speaking in front of a lot of people? Now, first off, it's easy to stand up for you in public when you find strength to stand in private. How you view yourself in a mirror will determine how you mirror yourself in front of people looking at you. So how do you stop having panic attacks or standing up for yourself? You got to find value in you. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive whoever's hurt you. You got to find uh, the perfect love of God. That, the Bible says the perfect love of God removes all fear. Now I stand confident because I have this big old thing behind me called God's love that will always help me rise above. And so you're panicking because you're not in a place of peace and you're not in a place of peace because you're not in a place of yourself. You don't know who you are and you're not you, you unknowledgeable of who you are because you don't know who God is and who God wants to be in your life. Once you begin to fix those different things, then you won't go to the extreme of panic attacks. You may be nervous. But you won't be able to. You won't be in, in panic. But when it comes to standing up for yourself, you have to stand up for yourself because you're with yourself 24-7. Despite the conflict, you can't be afraid to lose people. You can't be afraid to offend people. You got to stand up for you. 
right? Now, also speaking in front of lots of people. That's the number one fear. People say they'd rather die than speak in front of people. <laughs> they, 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 people fear public speaking more than they fear death. But you got to have systems. For me, I have a, I have a pen that I may fidget or a little fidget cube in my pocket. I have some different things that kind of gives me a little pace that calms me down. But I'll shift my perspective that I never say that I'm nervous. I say I'm excited. I have nerves, but I'm not going to allow my nerves to make me nervous. I'm going to make I'm allow my nerves to make me excited. I'm excited about this. I get to speak in front of these people. I get to change people's lives. I get to speak life into people. When you start shifting the nerves and not allowing not allowing your nerves to hit the curve towards nervousness, but come around the loop to excitement, then you then they will feel a different change of energy in you. And then you will find energy in you. You like, man, I'm excited to do this. And realize that you do have something to say, but it all boils down to your self-worth, your self-esteem, which means there could be some areas in your life where you haven't forgiven, where you haven't really been uh, 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 made made aware of God's love for you potentially, or, you, or you're just still struggling with condemnation, guilt, or shame, but all that has to be on, on, nailed on Jesus' name. And so that you can operate in the name that he has given you so that you operate in your purpose. I got to go. Maybe time for one or two more. Now nah, I better go. I feel I feel like the Lord told me I got to go. Thank you all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. Let me scale, scroll down to make sure I ain't missing anything. Uh, man, see, that's why I shouldn't scroll. I shouldn't scroll down. A lot of y'all are just encouraging each other. Let me see. Uh, yeah, let me go. Uh, so thank y'all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. I count it an honor. Check out my website, imunplugged.com. For all books, card games, such. I'll go through them real briefly. Like my book, Facts of Feelings. If you want to learn how to... Uh, process your feelings so that you can get back to feeling your purpose and get back to the facts this book would be a great resource for you if you're looking for a book to help you understand wholeness better here's a wholeness journal to help you hold the importance of things in life well if you need a book to help you better understand the purpose of singleness and to be more prepared and maximizing it this book would be a great resource for you the purpose of singleness if you're looking for a dating resource a dating tool this book called dating prep will help you prep as singles for dating relationships or prep while dating an individual so that you can date the love of your life forever. Great book with a lot of great questions. And there's also a card game um, that goes with it, that comes with it, but goes with it sold separately. But a great card game that will help you ask the right questions, observe their body language, observe how they answer it to make sure you guys are on the same, same word, on the same sentence, on the same page, uh, uh, in the book that God wants you guys to write together. If you're looking for a book to help you better see what the will of God is, and you want to better understand the difference between a counterfeit and a counterpart so that you'll be able to discern them as they approach you, this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, would be a great risk of you. If you're looking for a book to help you untie soul ties up with strongholds, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, would be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a book on spiritual warfare and uh, so that you will be able to put on the whole armor of God, and be able to withstand the evil day. This book, World War Me, will help you with that. If you're looking for a book to help you with young people, your young person, um, a book that will help kids better understand who they are in their art form, this book will be a great resource for you. We also got merch, and we also have ways for you to support what I do. 
give all that good stuff on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with your question. I pray it was a blessing to you. Be on the lookout. Next month, book number 10 is coming. I can't wait for the roll. I can't wait to share with you all. I'm excited uh, for what God's going to do in the next phase of life. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I catch y'all the next time. Peace.